0: Last time I was here I talked about uh, about uh the fear of God. Fear, talk about fear, and then the fear of God. And um that was about a year ago, uh or or it could have been in the fall, so last year sometime. Uh, it because it's something that that I uh, had been studying through last year, and just it, it of course it turned out to be a really big subject and one of the things I, I wanted to talk about after speaking about fear was uh was peace but but the topic of fear and also addressing the the topic of the fear of god uh it just turned out to be too big and uh to to also include uh the concept of peace and and when i uh started looking at the idea of peace and if we think back to just about a year ago, uh, uh, as, as a lot of social unrest was emerging in the United States and, and maybe beyond as well, the, the, the idea of peace, you really can't talk about that without talking about justice. And this may be just how the Bible works. is you get into one subject and, and it leads into other subjects, and it's really one of the beautiful things about the Bible. So then just thought a lot last year about the topic of of justice and, uh, and in a couple of ways. And and this is what I'll do over these three weeks. And I I really appreciate three weeks. Uh, what is what I could do? Um, so what I'll do is, is today talk about what is justice. And, and this is the, the thing from, from last year. Uh, justice and peace. Uh, everybody sees that these are, are linked together, and um, but what is justice, and and what is peace? How do you define that? And and some of the things that even we're talking about this morning, I'll, I'll go out further uh, in uh, the week after next when we talk about peace what is peace. So that's how I came into these subjects and to share them with you today. These these connected ideas of justice and and peace. Now, even even when we go back um, to the foundation of our own country, uh, it it is obvious to the founding fathers as as they wrote the preamble to the constitution that we, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, and it goes on. But they, they recognize that uh, to the form of a more perfect union, you need to establish justice, and that that leads to tranquility or peace. That these ideas of justice and peace are connected. Um, and more recently, in our own this this uh, iconic uh, saying, uh, "No justice, no peace." That's true. There there is no. Uh, no no peace without justice and in uh in isaiah isaiah fifty nine and this isn't by means not the only verse that addresses this, which is why I'm talking about it today the the way of peace they do not know, and there is no justice in their past there's a connectedness between between peace they don't know uh, and there's that word k n o w in English this works probably in no other language it works the word know um they don't know peace because they don't know justice. So Isaiah recognized that. Well, God recognized that. And um, and they have made their roads crooked. <clears throat> no one who treads on them knows peace. Crooked roads, a lack of peace. So these concepts are, I think, intuitively, but also historically, intuitively to every people. Okay? Our own nation um, and this idea of you Can't have one without the other, and to, to, to know one, you have to know the other as well. And uh, as then we have this image, which uh, I really like because it does capture all of that, what Isaiah said, it captures all of what Isaiah said in that verse. Uh, but a year ago and, and since. Um, I think that what we have witnessed uh, in this past year, and of course, uh, I'm old enough to remember when this happened in the '60s, too. So this isn't an isolated instant incident. incident. It, this is this is part of our history, probably part of every nation's history. But I, what I notice in this past year is um, that th- this quotation uh, captures pretty well uh, from Christianity Today for boomers. It's a, uh, for boomers, it's it's getting the content of your faith right. I can see that. I can see that in me—the way I look at scripture and study and talk about it. For millennials, getting the ethics of your faith right is more important. Millennials desire scriptural study that is engaged with the larger world and that prepares them to face life's challenges. I like this, and 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 if we were to. Uh, if I were to describe the dinnertime conversations that happened in my house all last summer, this would describe it. You know, my wife and I, Rita and I, uh, talking about, well, what does the Bible say? And all three of my kids, uh, uh, who are not all millennials, then, um, <clears throat> all three of my kids being concerned with, well, how do we live that out? And, and how, do, how do I live out my faith? And how do I... Uh, what is the foundation for my or I, of, of, of ethics? What is the foundation of it? And if, if my faith um, can't be lived out in a meaningful way in this world, then I, I'm not sure. I don't know. Maybe I don't care about that. And, and so th- this, I think, does describe a generational divide, it, it, which is another reason why this is important. This topic of justice is important. And I admire this uh, because I think it, it's a call to action and when I talk about justice next week, well, I'll talk more theoretically, you know, what is it and some other aspects of justice, more from a definitional point of view. Next, next week, I'll talk more about and, and how do we apply this. And, I, and to me, it's a little, I was, I was surprised at what the Bible says. I shouldn't have been surprised at what it said, but I, but I was surprised and, and, uh, and like my kids became motivated. By what Scripture said. So justice. So what what is justice? Every culture, every person has a sense of what is is justice. They have an answer for this question. And the, the Greeks, have, of course, uh, uh, provided a lot of uh, what we have in Western, the foundation for Western uh, culture. And, um, and and there is a goddess of, of justice, uh, Dike, uh, who's pictured here uh, in that upper left-hand corner. Uh, but some of the Greek ideas of justice, which, which we continue to hold and make sense to us, I mean, the Greek said uh, among virtues, and there are a dozen or 20 or virtues, uh, but among, virtue, uh, among virtues, uh, called it a cardinal virtue. Meaning it, it was primary and, and foundational to all other virtues and, and also to happiness. With Meaning, if there is no justice, there's actually not, none of anything else. There's no happiness and there's nothing else. Justice is a foundation for all other virtues. And as a couple of brief definitions or parts of the, the important parts of the concept of justice, is uh, we only say like rendering to others their due, okay? whether it's good or bad. Uh, justice is about about fairness. Uh, Aristotle uses the word proportionality. I think that captures it. Proportionality: things are in proportion; they're fair. It's uh, people get what they deserve. And Aristotle further said this in his ethics. Justice alone of the virtues is thought to be about another's good because it does what is advantageous to another. When we look at uh, other virtues like kindness, I maybe that would be another virtue that had to do with others. But, but justice uh, compared maybe to humility and some other things, justice is about well, how, how are others treated? How am I treating others? And and we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that from a from a biblical point of view. So we, in the upper left-hand corner is, is, the, is Dk, the goddess of justice. There's also a goddess of peace. It turns out they're sisters. Okay, so the Greeks, uh, 2000, 2,500 years ago, where they create their pantheon, they have the goddess of justice, but they, the goddess of justice has a sister who's the goddess of peace. And there's a third one of order. Okay. So that was their way of describing that these are related, early related to each other, right? and it makes sense to us. One thing I, I think is interesting, and this is something we'll have to struggle with, particularly when we talk about peace. Suppose if you're a Greek, and it seems like something is unfair, that the uh, justice. Um, in doing justice uh, didn't produce peace or there isn't justice and peace or how do you bring justice and peace together and if, if we're unable to bring justice and peace together you can blame that all oh, well, these two goddesses are not in agreement but with our god justice and peace reside in one person and he's got to solve those contradictions and when we talk about peace, that's going to be a problem. When we talk about salvation, how do you how do you have both justice and peace? So God will have to solve those contradictions. We'll see how He does it. Uh, but the Greeks can avoid that. And and in Rome, <clears throat> following Greece, using their culture, but of course having their own. Uh, world and and it's Pax Romana so that took place over about 200 years uh, this is uh, Augustus uh, uh, Caesar that we know from the nativity and uh, it, it begins with Augustus and there's five good emperors it Lasts a couple hundred years um, maybe 70 years before Christ and 130 afterwards and it is interesting this is where Christianity is born into and flourishes in the Pax Romana, But a third sister, order, that was their emphasis, the order through a sense of justice. So their sense of justice is, is somewhat different. And for Romans, justice was the value that most legitimized their right to rule, uh, uh, keeping order. Uh, and, and justice would be the, the implementing of what they think is right. And order is, is is highly valued. So using that, the right to rule, and, and it relied upon violence towards slaves and lower classes and conquered peoples and massive inequity between different social groups. That allowed the Romans to keep order. And, and so this, again, this idea of order and justice and peace are related to each other but that's a very that's a different idea uh and and uh, at home we are we just finished watching the chosen what's available there and you, and you can really see in, in that you know, excellent theories on uh, what role the romans are playing in the uh thoughts of the different disciples uh in their lives um that the the oppression um, which brought a kind of peace. Okay. So there are different ideas. There are different ideas. And this is what makes it so difficult. Um, I mean, why not just have justice so that we can have peace? And, and the problem is everybody has a different sense of justice. We'll get into this a little more. I think this is interesting. Uh, at the end of Acts, uh, the, this episode where Paul is shipwrecked, and when the native people saw the, the creature, the viper, hanging off of Paul's hand, um, uh, he'd been bitten. Uh, and they said to one another, no doubt this man is a murderer. Though he has escaped from the sea, justice has not allowed him to live. So they interpret these events um, that, that Paul was, uh, was bitten um, and, he, and they expected to blow up and die. Uh, that that justice, um, since I guess in their concept of justice, that anyone who is is uh, is afflicted in that way must have done something wrong. And and we've seen that in in uh, the culture of Israel when Jesus is healing, and uh, well, who you know who sinned that this man was born blind? So there's also a sense of justice that only, something bad will, will happen to you only if you did something bad. Right? And and so their justice with a capital J here, their God of justice and their sense of justice um, included that. Now, that seems kind of simplistic. And I, I think it is simplistic. But it is another idea of justice. So Wikipedia defines justice this way. The principle that people receive that which they deserve. What constitutes deserving is impacted by numerous fields, with many different viewpoints and perspectives, including the concepts of moral correctness or rightness or righteousness based on ethics, rationality, law, religion, equity and fairness. And that is the problem. That is the problem. And this is what I started thinking about last summer, is, yes, justice. We, 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 should, we need justice. And, and it's true that the only way to peace is to have justice, or at least it's a prerequisite. But what do we, what do we mean by justice? And as a result of, of, of this, and I think this definition is helpful, is that because everyone has a different sense of well, what's right and what's wrong, moral correctness and um ethics and religion and where a sense of fairness or wherever that comes from, that this is the problem. This is the crux of the problem, is is the different sense of, of justice. And so if we Think about this. And I don't I none of this discussion do I want to be thinking in terms of well, you know, us and them. That doesn't do us any good at all. Uh but just thinking about myself. Think about myself and I urge you to think about yourself. And uh you know, as we as we talk about justice and as we want to live out justice in our lives, um, well, what do what do we mean by that? And and It it comes, our our sense of justice comes from some set of morals, but what set of morals does my sense of justice derive? Where does it come from? What is the sense of right and wrong uh, that I have that produces my ethics by living out of my sense of what's right and what's wrong in the world? That's justice. Living out what i believe to be right and wrong but where does my sense of what's right and what's wrong come from and i think that that was one of the kind of interesting things from well, last year but it's it's since the 60s and since the probably the forever is is a discussion about justice without reflecting back myself about well what, where does my sense of justice come from? And is it, is it right? Or is it a good foundation? Do I have a good foundation? And there are lots of possibilities. Um, Just taking these two, just looking at these two could probably more or less describe the two main parties we have in our, in our country Uh, is, is justice equal treatment of people or is it equal outcomes? So justice, a big part of justice is is proportionality or or fairness or equality or impartiality. So where do we apply uh, equal treatment or equal outcomes? Two completely different ideas. And uh, maybe we don't even have a sense for which one we favor or how we favor each, how we balance each. Uh, or different theories of justice that have been attempted to be built over time. Uh, social contract, where um, if, if, uh, if we could imagine, we have to imagine, um, if we could imagine that uh, we were all uh, equal or we we're all at the beginning point, what set of rules would we develop for our society if we were all at the starting point? Now, we can't do that right now because I will develop a set of rules that favors preserving my position, or if I don't like my position, changing my position. But but just imagine we're at the, the beginning of the game. What kind of rules would, would be fair? A social contract or utilitarianism? the gr the, the a set of um, rules uh, ethics and justice uh that has the greatest happiness for the most people okay, so that's, that's how, that sound has some merit to it uh, or natural law <clears throat> does nature itself propose a set of rules that we can live by now um you probably have a sense that this is very hard to develop, and none of these have been successful, completely successful. Uh, and so people still strive to, from the ground up, build some, well, a just world. Okay? And Calvin says this, which uh, is something I want to spend a little time on today and may need to continue into next week. Um it is acting a most perverse part to set up the measure of human justice as the standard by which to measure the justice of God. And I think what he means here is, and I'm going to talk next about how, what the Bible says about, uh, and God as just is where that comes from. But we are tempted at times to, to measure the justice of God or evaluate the justice of God by a measure of human justice and and judge God's sense of justice by my sense of justice. And I think that is a dangerous thing to do, but we are all, uh, we all have a sense of justice and we compare among ourselves Let's just talk about, um, we we all have a sense, we all have a sense of what's right and what's wrong. We're we're born with that. And maybe uh, some argue that's evidence that there is a creator who has a sense of what's right as we're made in his image. So what is, how does the Bible describe this? The Bible describes justice, God's justice, emanating from who he is. That's how the Bible describes. Okay, so who is he? And uh, pertinent, uh, but not the only thing, as as we'll see, but pertinent to God's justice is his holiness. So what is holiness? What does that mean? Well, first of all, holiness uh, means uniqueness or separate separateness that something is holy and you see that the that, that word is used different ways in the bible particularly in the old testament that something is is dedicated or is separated out uh, as holy okay and that's redundant but it is it is holy it is separate and so uh, exodus 15 11 can say who among the gods is like you he is different than anything else he is different than any other God that's been imagined. Uh, he's different than his creation. God, by definition, is, is different. He, he is unique, he, and so he is different than anything else in the universe. And that's, first of all, what we mean by he is holy. He's different, and he's separate. But when we apply that to this subject of uh, righteousness and justice. It, it, it suggests the idea of purity. Okay. And that's, 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 I think that's fair. Uh, purity and goodness and, and freedom from evil. Okay. God is, is not connected to evil. He is separate from evil. Your eyes are too pure to look on evil. You cannot tolerate wrong. Okay. So that's, I think, mostly what we mean by, by God is holy. He is separate and particularly is separate from evil. He is not connected to evil. He's free from evil. We are not. But he is holy. And so from God's holiness, we can talk about his his righteousness. So one way of defining righteousness would be the, the standards the standards that we have the law and standards that we have that re, that reflect god's holiness so if this is who he is then what uh, what does he regard as right and wrong what is right and what's wrong okay so if god is light and he cannot then he therefore he then he cannot lie and lying is wrong because he he because he's true And lying is false, that's his his righteousness. And we we can talk about people or conduct as being righteous or or unrighteous. And then justice is the application of those standards of what's right and what's wrong. Um, The impartiality and equity towards others so that this God is holy. This is who he is. And then what does that mean in terms of behavior? And we, so we see those standards of behavior, and then we apply those standards of behavior to the world. Okay, so this is what we would mean by holiness and righteousness and justice, and justice emanating from who God is. Isaiah, Isaiah is a tremendous source of uh, material on the subject. But the Lord of hosts is exalted in justice, and the holy God shows himself holy in righteousness. Okay. So the holy God shows himself holy through righteousness. Um, the, uh, but I love this idea. that We will come back to it. The Lord of hosts is exalted in justice. And justice is us living out. It's him living out his holiness in the world, and and it, it's our living out of his holiness and righteous standards in the world. And he is exalted by that. So our our living righteously uh, and our living out justice, which we are going to pretty thoroughly explore this week and next, exalt him. I can think of myself that way and my my life that way and my interactions with the world that way, that when I act righteously and justly in the world, that I am exalting God. I I really like that idea. I I find that motivating to, to live rightly and to live with justice, that I am exalting God. I am worshiping him. But another thing about this verse is that, you know, it may be the word justice and righteousness are the same, same thing. In fact, in Hebrew and in, in in Greek, Hebrew and in Greek, it's the same word. It's this word decay that we've already seen for. Um, so so maybe, maybe it's maybe they aren't really different or maybe they're just only a little bit different. Um, and so when you read through the Old Testament, you see the word justice and righteousness often. Um, they may be used in parallel like this or uh, ex- exalted in justice. He shows himself in righteousness. That, that could very well be a parallelism that just tells us these are the same thing. But whether the same thing or just some slightly different thing, you see that they emanate from God, uh, his holiness, who he is and he is exalted when, when these activities, these uh Ideas and activities uh, flow from himself and also from us. So so for a Christian, this is where our sense of justice comes from, if we're going to be faithful to our God. And so we need to know what is right and what's wrong in in God's mind. What are his standards And, and who is he? And so when I um, talking to my kids, bitter or blabbering this stuff, it, I, I better know what I'm talking about—not just some vague notion of justice, but what is uh, justice? Uh, like call for justice, like everybody else. But what do we mean by that? And what do I mean by that? What do I want to mean by that? I need to know. I want to know. I want to reflect what God means by that so I really have to know what it is that he says is right, what's right, what's wrong. And I really have to know him and his holiness. Um, and I, I am I like the idea in a relativistic world. Um, and I, I, I tend to be open to ideas of relativism and I don't you know what is right, what is wrong and in this world. That's a tough issue for me. What's what's right and what's wrong. Except So I'm so grateful that we have a book that tells us, okay, this is what's right. And we need to understand it. We need to interpret it and and understand it and apply it to our lives. But that we have, we've got that going for us, I I think it's huge. That we we can know God and what's uh, in his holiness and what he says is right. And then if I can adopt that and apply it to my life, and and then pursue justice in this world. <clears throat> I think we'll see next week just how amazing that is, and um, and how much this world needs that. Okay. <clears throat> so I just want to read. I could read you could read Proverbs chapter one or Proverbs chapter two, but now I I want to know justice. So how do I know justice? My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding, yes, if you call out for insight, you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. Then you will understand righteousness and justice and equity every good path, those three words, (coughs) righteousness, justice, equity, and and every good path. For wisdom will come into your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will watch over you, understanding will guard you, delivering you from the way of evil. And And I want to also, just pause for a moment, talk about okay, not just what is justice, where it's sourced, where we can go for a right understanding of justice, and, but this should lead to, to us living just, and just thinking about, um, just briefly, because we could spend a lot of time on this, like, how do I live rightly in this world? Um, what are some aspects of that? And I just pick a few verses that, uh, that will describe that in the, in the terms that we have, have just uh, been discussing. Equity and fairness. That, that is part of justice. Not have in your bag two kinds of weights, a large and a small. Full and fair weight you shall have. For all who do such things, all who act dishonestly are an abomination to the Lord your God. And you remember these verses show up in a number of places in the Old Testament. That a, a merchant having two sets of weights, one that is, is, uh, is right and another that has been drilled out, hollowed out or something like that and is a little light. And so you cheat the person. Uh, God does God. Uh, this is an abomination. God hates cheating because he is he is uh, true and honest and and uh, just, which means he deals with equity and impartiality and balance, and uh, that that's who he is. So this is the kind of thing that might be just like, well, it's just a little, it's just a little, it's a couple percent. You know, the government doesn't need that or, or but this this is a principle that reflects god's character and when we when we do rightly put this or not that on our taxes or when it comes to this or that that it may seem small and insignificant but when we do it right we, we glorify god we exalt god he loves it when we live out justice in this world including fairness or impartiality you shall do no justice in court you shall do no injustice in court you shall not be partial to the poor or defer to the great but in righteousness shall you judge your your neighbor that neither poor nor great favoring them because god is impartial and uh, and honesty fits into all this, of course. That you shall not spread a false report, or shade the truth, or exaggerate this or that. In a uh, you, sh- you shall not fall in with the many who do evil, siding with the many so as to pervert justice. And I mean, we we have we find ourselves in situations where a large group of people we're in a large group of people. And they're all talking some way about it. And I, I, I might just too easily agree, even though it's not right. Um, but so living our lives out in, in honesty and, uh, and not being taken, not, not just as perverted and going along with the crowd. So there, there are a lot of ways and practical ways that even maybe on a daily basis, we, we have opportunities to exalt God living justly. Um, and he has told you, O oh man, what is good. And what does the and what does the Lord require of you, but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. Okay. Um. Oh, of course, and here's where I'm going to finish today. And, uh, um, and, uh, I'll just introduce the idea is that, you know, of course, through this, the Bible is affirmed that God is just. Right? Uh, he loves righteousness and justice. To do justice and just, uh, do righteousness and justice is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. Uh, I am the Lord who practices steadfast love justice and righteousness in the earth for these things i delight he delights in these things the thought i'm going to leave us on today uh just today just defining well what is justice what and what does it um mean to uh, live justly myself is though that that many say god is unjust okay uh they'll say say that justice is not evidenced in the world to be the basis of the argument. If God is just and this world is his creation and he governs it, how come there is so much injustice in the world? Okay, including, uh, including that uh, the, the, the wicked uh, prosper and the righteous and faithful suffer. <laughs> how can that be? And then and also uh, the things that I see from scripture, that God approves of and allows are unfair and immoral. Well, this, this Calvin's comment applies here is I, I, ha- I have a sense of justice. It seemed quite reasonable, but, but God's sense of justice, I'm in disagreement with it. How can that, how could that be, be just and fair? They didn't do anything and they were punished for that wrong. Okay, so these are the questions, right? These are the questions. And uh, and I want to start next week with that uh, uh, defending God as just uh, and then talking more about how do I live out? Uh, we learn something from that that also teaches us how to live out uh, God's sense of justice. Um Lord Jesus, thank you for, uh, thank you for your word, uh, and just how it reveals you and your Father to us, and uh, Lord, help us to be diligent, and to be curious, uh, uh, and to uh, desire to understand you. Uh, God, uh, we just thank you for the love, also, that you have for us, and as we've talked about this morning already is uh it's the salvation that you brought that although we deserve uh much worse you were willing to you loved us and willing to pardon us uh we appreciate amen